You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. How's it going, spaghetti heads? Yeah, that one's not too mean. That one was sent in by Ramon on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to estimate that Ramon is approximately three or four years old. But thank you, Ramon, for sending that in. If you have a nickname you'd like me to call y'all, hashtag it on Twitter at BCPodIntro. All right, we got a lot of stuff going on. We got some Emory announcements and news coming up in the coming weeks. I've been working really, really hard on the album. Uh, Dave and Toby come to town tomorrow, and we're starting the tracking for most of the songs on the drums and stuff like that. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a bunch of cool stuff to announce in the coming weeks, such as new bands that are going to be part of Bad Christian, uh, Emory tour dates, updates about the music, stuff from the studio. Uh, we got some new stuff that we're going to be doing with the website in the coming weeks or months that I think is going to be really great and you're going to like it. Thank you for doing so much to support us. Uh, I think we're really going to continue to do this thing and it's growing like crazy because of you. So continue to tell your friends about it. Continue to share the podcast the music, everything. Please leave us a rating on iTunes. Please leave us some stars over there. We notice it, and it really does help. So, the episode today, we have a friend of mine named Chip Bridgeway. That's what we're going to call him, at least. And he shares his story with us about abuse and sexual abuse that he's both participated in and been a victim of. And that's a topic that is just super prevalent, common. Um, It's all over the place. But guess what? Christians don't talk about it too much, but our guest today is willing to, and we're willing to, and we hope you are too. And now, me, Joey, and the guy who discreetly replaces all of Joey's Diet Coke with regular Coke, Toby. All right, so Toby, when I point to you, say yeah. So do the countdown, and then when I point to you, say yeah. All right, go. Three, two, one. H to the E to the L L. Hockey sticks? No, you're supposed to say yeah. Oh, I'm H supposed to say yeah. H to the E to the L L. Yeah. H to the E to the L L. Yeah. H to the E to the L L. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I can never get through. I can't even ever get through an introduction. You always got to say, "Hold on, what you got?" This I know. Time? Well, here's the thing. I don't uh, understand what, what what was our. I don't understand our countdown there. What you just wanted to say? Hell, uh, no. Hell yeah. Oh, I see. To the L yeah. Oh yeah. I did not. I just thought we were saying. I thought I was saying yeah to hell. I didn't get the hell yeah part. Like we were fans of hell. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had a different countdown that I wanted to do, but I guess I can't do it. We're luckily this is not our final episode so you will be able to do it in the future <laughs> but I, I really wanted to do this and i'll forget it can i just tell y'all what it was you want to do you want to do your countdown after the countdown? i was gonna do uh my countdown and uh, now it's kind of blown so I, I won't be excited about it next time so i'm just gonna tell you what i was gonna do i was gonna yell uh john candy governor chris christie chris farley and what is that fat funny people that was joey's top heroes oh okay <laughs> oh, you should have said rob ford on that <laughs> <laughs> Chris Christie, dude. All right, how you doing, man? All right. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Do y'all want to hear about the hundred and fifty-four dollar chicken I ate yesterday? Yeah, that sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it all started. Be good. It all started when I went to Costco and they had rotisserie chickens for four ninety nine, which I think is a good deal. And those things are huge. So good, I love to get rotisserie chickens because I like to clean all the meat off of it. It gives me a great feeling. So I don't have to cook the chicken from scratch, but I still get to carve it and I pick all the meat. I eat the skin. I save some of it to make salads with. I eat the, the, the leg and the thigh um, straight away. A little side note on that. We call a chicken leg a leg and the thigh a thigh, but a thigh is also a chicken leg because your thigh is part of your leg, by the way. So, That's true. Anyway. That true. What a point. So back they should to call my, the leg the calf? They're both chicken legs. Anyway, back to my point. I call my, them quads. Back to my story. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so I got the chicken home. I was really excited about it. I ate a leg and a thigh, two meals in a row, and then I made Bridget uh, some food with the chicken breast because she likes that part, and then I had some more of it saved. Then, uh, So I cleaned it really good. So I got every bit of meat and fat. I gave the dog a little bit of it, and then, you know, threw the chicken away and had it all stored in the fridge. Then I went to swimming lessons with Georgia. Bridget and I and the baby all went to go do swimming lessons. Came back. Somehow the dog had opened the gate to the kitchen, opened, uh, knocked over the trash can, and he ate the entire, every bone in the chicken oh, carcass. Oh, no. So not only did he get a little chicken bone, you know how people freak out about chicken bones say it's yeah. not okay for dogs. Anyway, he ate the entire giant carcass of the chicken oh my lord so and bridget didn't know it she just knew he got in the trash and she was mad like let me clean it up let me clean it up and i looked through there couldn't find one scrap of chicken bone left so he had eaten every bit of it plus who knows what reggie right yeah reggie he had a bunch of aluminum foil and stuff like that too but oh um, gosh so i was like all right let me keep this cool i might call the vet or whatever and then about 20 and reggie's fine like he's stomach's bloated but he, he looked fine T- about 20 minutes later bridget said what was in the trash can i said ah, i don't you know just some stuff just some stuff in there and she goes wait there was chicken in there was so yep she figured out there was a chicken in there she goes how much and i i mean i can't lie so she freaked out says well you we have to call the you have to call the doctor right now you have to call the doctor right now call the doctor what does the doctor say i think you ought to bring him in you know, just to, just to be that. safe. And then I know if it had been one bone or something, I probably could have fought it. But I said, all right, we're going to have to do it. How much is the exam? Well, it's, you know, we just want to see it, see the dog, uh, you know, make sure that everything's okay. I said, well, what will you be looking for? Like what symptoms will you be looking for? She goes, I don't know. Just you should bring it in, bring him in. And uh, $99 for the exam. So we, we I said, all right. Oh, so I knew gosh. it was going to cost $104 just for the chicken now that, that I've gotten, which was pretty good, but it wasn't worth $104. And uh, so we go down to the vet, and the vet basically just says, yeah, I mean, he, it looks good. I mean, he could be okay. He might be okay. And then what they wanted to do was give him, keep him for a day or two and give him IV fluids <laughs> and do x-rays. And I said, well, I, so I asked him each of those things. Well, what's, what's going to happen? You know, why, why the x-ray? She goes, well, we can see the bones in there. But, I mean, you don't know if he's going to digest them or not. So, yeah, I mean, it might be okay not to do x-rays. I said, well, why do you want to do the fluids and all that? Well, they, you know, he's pro- she basically said he'd probably be fine with digesting the bones after I got past the x-ray part. But, you know, they can get really dehydrated. So now she wants $700 to put IVs in him to keep him hydrated is what they want. And oh so I was like, I, I don't think so. And so she convinced me to uh, give him basically a big syringe full of water in behind the back of his neck. And it just makes this giant bubble of fluid 
on the back of his neck that, that oh he sl- that he slowly absorbs over 12 oh. hours. <laughs> so I conceded to that. To, I said, how much is that water shot? She's 50 bucks. So... Um, she wanted to, you know, she wanted to spend twelve hundred dollars because he a well, dog because because a dog ate a bone, you know. So I got I him down I mean, to one hundred and fifty. Like, that's dollars. what dogs do. That's, what every, cartoon, that's every cartoon I've ever seen. It's what crazy in Seattle. For, it's Why crazy. would you need fluid? Because because all the juices go to hit, to help him digest, so then he can poor guy can get dehydrated. <laughs> oh lord! So that that was at one hundred and fifty four ninety nine. Uh, so what's the chicken. most? What's the most amount of money you would pay? For to save Reggie's. Well, life. I have a sliding scale based on age. So the older he gets, luckily it goes down, down, down. So if he'd have been three or four, it'd been multi thousands. But now, as as he uh, uh, goes over age ten, I'm gonna knock off. You know, I'm gonna say maybe five thousand bucks for right now, and then I'm gonna knock off a thousand. Oh knock off a thousand every year until he's done. So I mean, Priscilla and I, we just feel so different from every. Like I think I think Toby and Jessica think we're horrible, horrible people with animals because. I don't think we'd pay more than $200 <laughs> to save our pet. I mean, God tells us to take care of You them. don't have a dog, though. Yeah, that's true. A dog's, uh, I, wouldn't, I, think, I wouldn't pay I, a nickel to save a cat. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I mean, ours with, with Maybell, it's just, I think it's just going to be in the moment, like what we will do. I mean, with each kid, for sure. Now we have oh, three yeah. kids. I'm just like, oh, man, I just couldn't imagine paying $5,000 and then something bad happened to one of our yeah. kids and we didn't have money. I mean, that would just be like, ugh. Yeah. No, I so, hear that. I don't, I don't and, have and a hard it, thing. It depends on what. If it was something, you know, it, like where they're sick and getting cancer anyway, they're going to go. I wouldn't spend any money. But if, We actually had a friend in Seattle who they had a, a dog, and the dog was older too, I think over 10, um, like maybe 12 or 13 years old or something like that, and he had cancer in his leg, so they had the leg removed. And had to do a bunch of different stuff, and that cost four thousand dollars. Ridiculous. And then, yeah, I probably wouldn't like, want to do. Five. I think less than two months later, the dog died anyway. That's horrible. And I, was just like, it, now I would definitely pay at least a thousand dollars for one of my kids for sure. I would go over a thousand probably for the <laughs> Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Listen to what uh, listen to what Waylon did. So he's at the stage where we're trying to get him in a big boy bed just for the heck of it, and I'm always the one that pulls the trigger the quickest. If I didn't even tell Priscilla, instead of putting him in his crib, I put him in his bed. And I was just like, Waylon, you want to? He's he's shy of two years old. And I was like, Waylon, you want to sleep in in a big boy bed? And he's just like, bed, bed, bed. And so, yeah, I cover him up, and he's just smiling. He thinks he's so awesome. And so then I leave, and I shut the door, and within two minutes, he starts to scream, and he gets out of bed, and he's trying to open the door. And I thought to myself, he is not scared when he's in a crib and cannot get away from anything, but he's actually in his bed. And he loses some sort of freedom and protection. I mean, think about it. Whatever he's afraid of, if he's in his crib, he cannot get away from it. But in the big boy bed, he could easily just get out of bed and run. And yet he was terrified to be in a big boy bed. Well, I mean, take that to extreme. If you were in the middle, like what if somebody told you you had to sleep on a mattress in the middle of a giant field in the middle of Kansas? Would that, <laughs> would that be scary to you? It would be a little scary to me. So. <laughs> maybe that's the line of thinking there guys i just got a uh <laughs> i just got a text from y'all remember uh dicky yeah i remember college Dickie. yeah, yeah. well you was your like- roommate for what a whole semester or two what was that yeah well yeah um my first year of college. He was hilarious at some of those frat parties. Dude. Y'all did like him? <laughs> yeah. Well, guy, he was, he, I mean, I didn't ever really get to know him, but at the parties and stuff, he was insane. All right. Well, he's this all. is going to blow your minds. Did you know he's a Christian now? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I didn't I'm see serious. that coming. Yeah. So apparently, 
uh, he was at like, uh, I don't know, some sort of family reunion. And uh, let's see, his uncle Don um, was just sharing about Jesus and, and all that stuff. And so he said that, he, that stuff. He, he swam home. It was like a lake party. They were on a lake, and I think his uncle was witnessing to him in the middle of the lake. And so went into his car and, and drove home and on the way home accepted Christ. Like he doesn't. Wow. So you got and, back in touch with him after that? Well, yeah, he called me because he knew uh, I'm, I'm one of his only Christian friends. And so awesome. he called me to tell me, and then he had questions and all that stuff. But uh, well, I'm surprised it, he could even drive a car. Remember, he didn't even have a car in college. So Yeah, yeah, well, they, I mean, well. He's kind of short. Yeah, I don't want to make fun of him, but he's super short, so they have to have a special pedal for him and everything. But uh, here, here's the thing: is you know how OCD he is. Yeah, Y'all remember that. Yeah. Well, he will not move. Like, obviously, he accepted the gospel, so he understands the gospel. He won't read the New Testament. Why not? And I ask him. I say, Dicky uh, Richard is what y'all need to learn how to call him. By the way, he doesn't go by Dicky anymore. Dicky to me, he shouldn't care about that. Well, anyway, I said, Richard, you, you have to realize that. Uh, our faith is not complete without the new Testament. You got to read some of that too, but he's just like, I'm not going to move to the new Testament until I get a hold on the old Testament. But anyway, <laughs> so, so, but I mean, I guess he's start from the beginning. What about Jesus? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying is that he, like, he accepts that truth. He just doesn't want to read about it. Oh, I see. So he just, until he understands he, the first yeah. part, he believes Jesus died for our sins, but he just, right. He hadn't gotten to that, that point. Yet. He just hadn't read it yet. So right. it's like a, just a yeah. really crazy immature yeah. new you, Christian. Hey, you got, Anyway, the reason why he texted me is he uh, left his keys at my house because he was over. And, and when I left to come here, I locked up and everything. So he has to come by here and uh, basically get the keys to the house so he can get his keys. But uh, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to take He's a little time out or now. I don't know. Do you all want to talk to him? Y'all I'd love to say, hey, yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, when is he going to be here? Uh, it, I mean, within a couple. Oh, there he is right there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you guys, ch- uh, seriously, we because need- y'all... Matt, do you want to stop recording? It's fine. Let's yeah, just bring him in. I'd love to talk to hey, him. Hey, please challenge him on the whole Old Testament thing. He won't listen to me. All right. Hey, Dickie. Ow. Hey, buddy. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? Hey, hey, hold on. Matt Matt probably wants to say, hey, Dickie, will you put on these headphones? Okay. Dickie, what's up, buddy? Hey, how you doing, Matt? I'm doing good. How have you been living? Hey, congratulations on, you know, I guess that's a congratulations thing to, to on accepting Christ and all that. I'm stoked. Uh, stoked on that. Great news. Oh, thank you. Hey, by the way, mm-hmm. I go by Richard now. Yeah, okay, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, my name is Richard. Yeah. I don't go by Kiki anymore. Sure, sure. So, so what, what have you been up to? What have you been up to now? Oh, uh, well, I've been swimming a lot. And you look good. Like, I feel like you're healthy. Yeah, thank you. I've been avoiding the right brand. What? Bring, <laughs> what? <laughs> when people bring the right bread, I avoid. He says oh, he you, avoids white bread. When oh, people I see. Oh, I see. Bread, oh, you, so, oh, like low carb. Yeah, it's a huge sacrifice for him. He has to wait till people bring whole wheat. Yeah, so it's kind of hard to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to say the bees, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah so I've been swimming. I've been, uh, I'm looking for a small group, but I haven't found one yet. Yeah, small, small groups are group. tough, man. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm overseeing small groups actually at my church, so I don't know if you uh, if you want to stop by there, man. Maybe I can plug you in. That'd be cool. Yeah, 
Are you looking for a certain kind of small group or just you Old care? Testament. Somebody is telling you the Old, Old Testament. Yeah, now, now Joey was kind of telling us that a little bit. Like, you hadn't read the New Testament? Well, I don't understand the Old Testament first, so I have to understand that. Yeah, but I mean, you're, you're free to read the entire in, Bible. Why in the hell would Lot want to have sex? Why well, would Lot want to like sleep with his girls? Yeah, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is kind of crazy. So, yeah. I, 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 Jesus loves him. Yeah. God? Yeah. God wanted to save that butterfly. He shouldn't have been burned up with. Hey. Yeah, I mean, hey, we have a lot of people listening. Maybe don't use that language a little bit, but I mean, it's, it's okay, but you know. Oh, okay. I thought you guys were bad Christian. Yeah, we are, we bad, are bad Christian, Christian but we have You're, some sensitivity to that. Yeah, I mean, we just don't, you know, we don't want to offend anybody to, uh, too much to make them not listen anymore. I haven't read the new Testament. Okay, so I mean, have you changed everything? Like, I know you used to party hard in college, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, he said. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I still get drunk. You still get drunk? Oh, hell yeah. No one took off his clothes on drunk. No one. Yeah, Noah got drunk. Yeah, I mean, they had Noah a lot of parties in the Old I mean, Testament. That was like a bad thing. No, I wasn't. It was a bad thing when he just did. His son. His son saw him, yeah. Well, oh, I can see I how see. you could take it that way, but I mean, Noah actually kind of led his son as the father and the head Noah of the family, kind of led his son to sin, right? Bitch. Well, okay. I mean, it, All right, so you're still, so you still, I understand you're a new Christian, so that's, you know, you've got a lot to work out, but you think getting drunk's okay still? Yeah. So, hey, Dickie, are you uh, still, what about your relationships? You got a, a girlfriend? How's this affect your relationships? Because you used to be pretty after the chicks, you know? I still am. I'm, I'm what you would call a Solomon motherfucker. A Sol- Solomon, <laughs> Solomon yeah. motherfucker. What does that yeah. mean? What do you mean by that? I get all the enemies. All of them. Dickie, I mean, you know, I mean, that's not, I mean, you're supposed to be, man will unite with Solomon one. Solomon Solomon had Solomon a lot of ladies, girls. right? He had a he had wives yes. and, and, and he had a harem. But Joe, help us out here. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, Richard. Solomon had all the girls. Yeah, he, he had all the girls. Yes. He wrote about one. But he wrote about one of them. He's talking about Song of Solomon, and he said and that makes him look good. So that's how he is. He's a Solomon. But, I mean, Joe I can't just let him. Can't agree with him on that. That he can have a. Well, I'm honoring his journey. <laughs> what Dicky, you cannot have a bunch of wives. You can't man, have a harem and, and, and a harem, and, and I mean, not even. I mean, that's just bad, man. You, you got just need saved. To focus on one lady. Oh, that's bad. Yes, yeah, bad. Well, you no, I agree with you. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> Dicky, you're okay. missing. The, I don't think you understand it. I mean, all right. I'm, I'll tell you what. We'll be kind of patient with you because yeah. you're a new Christian. So understand that. Uh, also, we got some more stuff to do on the podcast. So why don't you come back? Uh, maybe in a, a week or a couple of weeks, and we'll do some more. And, and you can ask some no, questions. We're not kicking you off, buddy. 
Yeah, you got. It. You said you had to go anyway. So just here's the keys of the car. Go, go get your keys. Yeah. So here's what we want you to do, Dickie, is come up with some questions and stuff that you're learning in the Bible, and you can come on here because we probably have a lot of other new Christians, and maybe they could learn along with your with your journey. And you could come yeah. on here and like uh, ask us Bible questions as you learn. How about that? Yeah, I mean, you're 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 raising a good point. So you know, t- there's some tough text out there that people don't understand. So maybe you could uh, come back. Oh, and- I understand them. Okay, well, you can come back and explain it to us then. How about that? Yeah, if you understand them, then you you teach us. Are you are you drunk right now, Dickie? <laughs> okay. Shut up. Shut up. All right, man. Well, thanks All right. for stopping by. Okay, bye. All right, see you later. See you, dude. Wow. <laughs> dude, I didn't know it was that crazy. I mean, he's a Solomon mother effort. <laughs> I know. My gosh. That was off the wall. I have man. wondered about that. Though. What, what I wonder about is why we take song of psalms uh as like this priceless uh narrative that all married couples are supposed to aim for and yet it's coming from solomon i mean historically is that it, it, would you I mean, say he could have been writing that about a, a one of the ladies in his harem that he married what's I'm that sure, i'm assuming he is yeah, man, that might not be about a wife. I mean, he had, what do you have, like 700 wives and 700 concubines? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe that was like his first love and then he fell into sin. I've heard someone say it that way, but I just, I, I don't know if I buy that. But anyway, I, I guess some people would just say, well, God can use his word however he wants to. And I, I can see that too. And, and that was a story of devotion to one girl. And maybe it was a season. How about this? I bet you if you looked at Solomon, like we look at Solomon and go, well, clearly he shouldn't have had 1,400 sexual partners. Um, That's clear to us, but I imagine that if you wrote something in a couple thousand years and people look back at it now, even if it was like a a pastor or somebody, they would say, oh, and this guy thought it was okay to have three cars and 3,000 square foot house. Can you believe that? You never know. That's true. Yeah. uh, A friend of mine, Jack Hoy, uh, I work with him. He calls it cultural snobbery. He says that a lot of times we read Old Testament passages, like, for example, some of the killing. Now, some of the killing is just you got to dig a little deeper to understand why he killed a bunch of uh, wives and children. I'm sure Richard the Duck will bring up some of that stuff and we'll talk about it. But some of the killings, it's just like back in that culture, killing someone did not look near as bad as it looks like now. well I mean, I, you could do one way shorter uh, in a snobbery example than that and look at all the uh, super christian people in the 60s in alabama who were really trying to do the right thing with uh segregation like they, they were the same yeah. personality types and people that would have yeah. been the old testament or if they if you took those same uh white cheerleaders from alabama who were trying to serve god but you know and do the right thing racially which they thought was segregation somehow, and you yeah. move them to Seattle in 2010, they would be the same way about uh, recycling. So, right. and they wouldn't, you know, they would be against racism or segregation entirely. So, yeah, yeah I agree. It's so crazy. Like you kill one person, and everybody's like, "Oh my!" Everybody God, freaks so out awful. whenever you kill I mean, one person. Yeah. Good yeah, lord, it's crazy. Y'all think y'all could even? Would you even want like a hundred concubines? That sounds just terrible to me. <laughs> I mean, even if you were a billionaire. Or yeah, something. but again, you're thinking from a perspective of a dude that wants to do the right thing and wants to be a good husband and take care of everyone. This is someone who was disattached from the vast majority of it. It was almost like probably his wives and concubines were just contractual agreements. And there's probably like maybe he liked some personalities here and there, but honestly, it was just, yeah, I see that girl, I'll take her and then yeah. go there. And at some point, I mean, I'm sure probably a lot of them just lived in the harem or, or you know, in the palace or whatever for. Years and years and years, and never even saw him. Dude, yeah. if I was but, allowed but here, to have three wives and they were all cool with it, I would not. 
I would not want to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that would like be a terrible. Lot of trouble to me. <laughs> it's awful. But here's what's crazy is, uh, and I know Solomon doesn't write all the Proverbs, but there's a couple of chapters in Proverbs that it's unbelievably victing um, profound words on staying away from the prostitute. And basically you can apply that to, you know, pornography in this modern mm-hmm. day and age. But uh, I mean, it is what did he see a separation between multiple wives and a prostitute? Like it's a sin to have a prostitute because she doesn't belong oh, that's to you. Interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, guess so. Just, Cause that's just the cultural thing. Like it was nor that would just seemed normal to them. I, I mean, just if you were a king, I don't know. I guess that's just what. Well, yeah, well, I, well, I mean, honestly, going back to you know our podcast a couple weeks ago, though, just about homosexuality. I mean, to them, having multiple wives was not a sin, and, and a lot of people just had them. You know, right. if you could but, afford but it, it was do it. it was a sin. It was a but sin. It was they just sin. didn't know. Yes, it. right, right. Well, so to them, it was not a sin. It was it was sinful? What they were doing was wrong. It was a man uniting himself with many women, um, and honestly, it's probably. A, a lot of oppression there and, and uh, sexism and, and all that stuff. And then they just didn't know it. And then now it's really crazy how when it affects you, it's not as bad. But it, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? Like like me, my heterosexuality wanting to uh, potentially have sex outside of my marriage doesn't seem as bad as somebody else's sexual sin. Oh, yeah. my gosh, they cheat. Oh, they're terrible. You so, know Toby, I mean? speaking of sexual sin, last night at 10 p.m., uh-huh. I, got a, I got an email notification from X. Uh, watch.com that said what did that Toby he, do it just said I was that wondering. he uninstalled the x3 software and then this morning I got an email that said you reinstalled it what happened last night buddy no 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 no. Why'd I, you, why I actually did you uninstall I, it no I, I uninstalled it by accident the first mm-hmm. day I got it I, am I supposed to believe that well let me tell remember I told you my uh my story because it blocked my sites did you do anything convenient while it was uninstalled no I didn't uh, and that's well, because we were going live. And so I hit the, uh, it blocked my site. So I hit the unblock button, but I want to go back, I, yeah. go back and turn it back on. So, so don't forget folks, if you, um, if you struggle with photography, uh, online and you don't want to anymore, get this software, you go to x3watch.com slash bad Christian and you get half off for a whole year. But based what, what the three of us are talking about is we have this software on our computer and if one of us um, intentionally or unintentionally stumbles upon some pornography or any questionable uh, websites, our accountability buddies, as I call them, nice. yeah, they actually get an email notification. So if Toby searches Big Boots or something like that, then I get an email saying that Toby visited bigboobs.com. Yeah, so what what y'all need to get better at is the whitelist feature. So you can take all yep. the sites that it blocks that or or flags as questionable and you just tell them, "Oh, no, this is okay." And then you can go back to if it's a certain new yeah, site I, or whatever. If, if you guys are getting sites that you shouldn't from me, then y'all need to me what they are. So no, I, I didn't and your email, I didn't get any bad sites. Yeah, Joey's report was clean, so. Joey, the one I got for you. So very good job oh, yeah. with no, your I browsing. am using the whitelisting the the feature. I just uh in the moment, I didn't know, so I think I hit unblock instead of whitelist, like Huffington, Huffington Post. So, yeah, and anyway, it, you know, honestly, if if you're super uh, convicted about this, this uh, as as the three of us um, are definitely, maybe even tweet at X Three Watch on Twitter and uh, introduce some more people to this. It's just something good enough to pass the word on. A lot of people don't know about it. Yep. Sometimes it's blocked stuff for me where I definitely wanted to go there and I don't think it was pornography or bad, but I do realize, 
you know, overall, it's like, oh, it, it is definitely better if I don't look at that site. Like, it is safer and better. Even some of the stuff that I wouldn't have naturally thought was bad, it, it picks up and keeps me from, you know, it's just it's just one more ally. Joey, how yep. would you handle it if you got one that was just very clearly a violation of something really bad that Toby went to? What would be the way you would handle that? That's the cool thing about Triple uh, X Church, though, is because the person who viewed it knows what's going. So it's not like this thing where you have to go, hey, listen, I know. I mean, yeah, like, but, but I what know, would, but what I, I would Joey do? How does he respond to you? Well, well, I, I do have guys that I we communicate this outside of y'all uh, as well. And I think sometimes I take a very hardcore approach like, hey, way to go. Looking at one of God's daughters again. Once you get a hold of yourself and stop being an asshole sort of thing. And they understand I'm coming from, and they understand I'm just I'm trying not to just say, oh well, Jesus's grace forgives you, buddy. Blah 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 blah. Sometimes I will go that route because I think they just need to be reminded of God's grace. Sometimes I'll give them a call. Either way, though, it it kind of flags my mind that I need to, you know, keep asking questions. And maybe they're in a season of more struggle. Y'all listen to this. Though. A good friend of uh, Toby and I both know this guy. I'm not going to say his name on the air, but he told me that he was really struggling with looking at porn. And so I recorded a video of my daughter who was like three years old at the time. And I, I had her say his name because she knew this guy. <laughs> and I had her say, uh, Mr. So-and-so, please stop looking at these pictures because when I get older and I turn into an adult, it's going to be very weird between you and I. And he said that not oh on wow. his That's ass. a great idea. Cause, yeah, because he loves my daughter. And he's just like, dude, that killed me. <laughs> That's super cool. I like that idea. <laughs> going hardcore we uh, actually got into a kind of a cool conversation with some of our uh intern at christian uh yesterday and uh we were just talking about uh how do you respond to to like super sexual graphic images just on regular television shows you know what i mean yeah. especially like now because so there's so many shows that are super popular that are like on hbo time like uh for example there's a huge show called game of thrones you yeah. may have uh, heard of it and i i actually uh, this probably maybe a year ago, I watched two episodes of it. And I was like, man, this is a really great show. It was very sexual to the point I was like, holy cow. I mean, this is like super This graphic. is on HBO? Yeah, yeah. I am so out of touch with TV shows, just so y'all know. I mean, so on HBO, when they show a regular TV show, nudity is, there's no limit. No, to yeah, it, right? yeah, yeah. They can do whatever they want. It's okay. just like, you know, whatever. Anything goes. And, and it kind of stinks because a lot of the, the actual TV shows and the storylines are great. But like the new show too, man, uh, what's the one with the girl in prison? Orange um, the New Black. Yeah, I, Jess said she watched an episode of that. She was just like, just don't watch it. It's just too sexual. I was like, okay, I'll stay away from it. Honestly, it's, it sucks because I was thinking about it as we were talking about it, uh, the guys and girls of Bad Christian. Um, we were just kind of, uh, I just started thinking like, oh, man, it kind of tricks your mind because you're like, oh, I'm just watching a show. This isn't, I'm not watching, I'm not going to a hardcore porn site. Right. I'm not typing in a, you know, a URL of a porn site. I'm just watching a show that I really enjoy. It almost normalizes it. To yep. an extent where you you don't even realize that you're you know just totally becoming involved in sexual gratification, right? And so uh, it is hard to deal with that. Cause, and and then you know what's really funny is uh, the other day I had on a TV show and it was like a Lifetime movie, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is. It, it, I thought it was like Matt. It's like Matlock or something kind of t- Lifetime mm-hmm. movie. And out of nowhere, right in the middle, was a decently graphic sex scene. Well, now yeah. they didn't show boobs. But it's like, you know, the I guess it's the soft core thing where it's like guy on top of girl under sheets but they're moving back and forth yeah. slow and the and the saxophone is playing. And I was like, holy cow, I mean, it's just on regular old television, just in the middle of the day. What were they doing under the sheet? They were boning hardcore. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah. Here's what I don't understand, but I cannot wait. I'd say the two things in heaven uh, that I'm looking forward to being set free from the most, not the two things I'm looking forward to the most, because obviously just being in the presence of Jesus is going to be unbelievable. The two things I'm looking forward to being... <laughs> Here comes a patch. No. I'll be able to eat anything I want to. I was, I was, I was Toby's thinking, microphone was coming to his mouth, and I was like, yeah, yep, on his face. Face. No, I was thinking, what, I, thought, I thought the number one thing you, you would be free from is under eating. <laughs> no, my two things would be uh, pride and in the sense that I'll never. Huh? What'd you say? Pride. Pride. Like, from the sense of I'll never care what people think of me, what light they see me in, how many people know me, how many people think highly, think I'm a good leader and all that stuff. Like, I just won't care. And I wish that that was truly the case here on this earth. And then second thing is I cannot imagine, like, never struggling with a lustful thought or never actually struggling with my eyes. And it just blows my mind. I'm like, how unbelievable will it be to not even have that struggle like, yeah that'd be crazy. that'd be awesome that, that whole idea in heaven of not the non-sexual lustful desires i can't really comprehend it yeah I, I don't know if it's just i'm too sinful or what but sex in heaven or there won't be sex in heaven i mean i guess you'll have the anatomy for it but you won't yeah maybe use it or you will yeah but there's no marriage in heaven so yeah, i don't know all right, so our guest today, who we're going to call Chip Bridgeway, is somebody that's been in a community group with me for a long time. He has an interesting story. He does biblical counseling, has a, a crazy background, and so we're going to get into the topic of counseling in the church and sex and sexual abuse, and he has a background with pornography and all this stuff, too. So we'll be back in just a second with— Maybe uh, forgiveness. He knows some things or two about forgiveness, I think. Chip Bridgeway. So Chip Bridgeway coming right up. I know you guys out there are thinking about or already have started a podcast of your own. And you know what? You should. You should today because it's easy to record a podcast. It's easy to talk. What's not as easy is hosting. We use SignalLeaf.com for our hosting. If you're listening to this, it's coming through SignalLeaf.com's hosting service. It's really easy to upload your podcast there. It's a very good deal. They're a great new company. It is not complicated with them. They're hosting without the headache. SignalLeaf.com forward slash bad Christian is the URL for you to go to to get started with a free trial. Do it today. SignalLeaf.com forward slash bad Christian. All right, guys, it's that time again to highlight one of our bad Christian volunteers. And uh, we want to highlight a, a special guy who's actually with us from the beginning. His name's Bradley Ward. And uh, we just really appreciate all the things that Bradley has done for Bad Christian, working with some of our social media and just really being on a lot of different discussions about what we were going to do and how we were going to start. Because he was right there from the beginning. And so uh, we just wanted to really thank him and tell him that we appreciate all the work that he has done for us. We sure do, man. There was that season of time when we were starting with social media and we didn't know what we were doing. And uh, we did it for us. Thanks, Bradley. Thank you, Bradley. Thank you to all of our bad Christian volunteers. And we're back. All right. Thank you, Toby. All right. We're here oh, today you. with our friend who we're going to call a really cool name that Joey came up with, Chip Bridgeway. Is this fellow's name? <laughs> if you can't tell, that's a fictitious name, Chip Bridgeway. Are you know you with it's an us? actual person. Chip Bridgeway is a real person. Yep. Well, he might be dead though. Okay, potentially, well, right? 
But here's the cool thing about our Chip Bridgeway is we were just talking to him before we logged on, and and he actually has listened to uh, our podcast before. He even knew some of the segments and stuff like that. I think that's a first. Usually when we yeah. ask our guests, <laughs> like, hey, have you have you checked out the podcast before? They're like, uh, yeah. Oh, you know, I I listened to one right before I came on. Yeah. You guys are funny. <laughs> so, Chip Bridgeway, are you with us? Yes, I am. All Thanks right. for having me on, guys. Uh, Thanks for being yeah, on, man. Chip. Thanks for being here. Do you would you be prefer to be called CB or you like Chip? <laughs> what fictitious uh, nickname like, do you like? I like for... Chip. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Chip, as we're gonna call Chip. him. Yeah. Did, you, is, did uh, your voice just crack? Yeah, it did. I'm think going through puberty, wow. puberty uh part two. The, um, I think that's so, called Alzheimer's. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> So Chip is somebody that's been in community group with me at my church for, I don't know, probably three years, don't you think, Chip? Yeah, pretty close, two and a half at least. Two and a half or three years, and he, when he joined our group, he was newly married. Uh, he's gone through a lot of stuff. We, Our community group has been just the greatest source uh, of spiritual growth and openness and honesty uh, for me and my wife, and it's been a big inspiration to what we want to do with the podcast and other stuff is to show other people that community is important and that you need to be open and honest, and so it's kind of formative, and uh, Chip's been a part of that in my life, and he's shared a tons of crazy shit from his life in our community group, and I thought it'd be cool to have him on and talk about some of that stuff and his story on the podcast in a little virtual uh, setting. So, Toby and Joey, I'll let hey, you... Hey, Chip, how old uh, you is? Chip, how old are you? Uh, I'm uh, 25. Gotcha. Are you still married? Oh, a young, a young <laughs> fella. Are you still married, Chip? Yeah. Yes, I'm still married. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're just, you we're just uh, three and a half I'll, years in. Gotcha. If you weren't, I was going to say your community group sucks. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, he, uh, Chip has just had his first baby, and he before that, they'd gone through some miscarriages in their marriage that were difficult and had some different kind of yep. uh, struggles. But let's go back, and uh, why don't you just tell us in a general way? Let's just start working through your, your story, your whole your whole life, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll start back uh, back when I was born. And so it was like a 16-hour delivery. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I have no idea how long it was. Um, start at the interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, your birth is I, not interesting. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, so anyway, I grew up in the uh, Pacific Northwest, um, and so uh, lived here all my life. Um, kind of the bad news really starts young. Um, when I was about five, um, I was molested by a kid that went to our church. Um, we were over at their house, and... Um, my parents who were really big into music and, and worship and all that were practicing with their friends. And, um, I just remember being, um, just a young kid and being naked with this teenage boy in this, uh, in a bed. And, five? Yeah. Five. Um, I only remember just cause I, I was in kindergarten. So for some reason that translated, um, it, it really, uh, I don't remember much other than that. That's really the only visual I can remember. So I have no idea what the extent of, of, of what happened between him and me. But uh, it was just that one time I remember probably a week or so later him coming up to me and apologizing, which was strange because I didn't even know anything was wrong. I felt, I don't know, just different. Chip, uh, you being a fellow father, because uh, we're all dads, would you say you have a more balanced perspective on on the safety of your kid in situations like that because i mean i would say nine out of ten parents would have thought that the situation that you were in was completely harmless 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I feel very, very um, sensitive to the subject. And I, I mean, yeah. I, I've been telling my wife for the last couple of years that it's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, very careful even, even to allow my kids to go sleep over at somebody's house. Cause just for me, I've had so many, um, just sexual experiences with other kids when we're younger. Um, and right. a lot of it happened while I was spending the night at, you know, some, some friend's house and, you know, on the surface, they don't look like anything would be going on sexually. And, um, I don't know, they seem like good kids, but I mean, if you get kids alone who don't know any better, and have a sinful nature, then stuff's going to happen. And so, uh, yeah, it's probably jaded me a little bit just from that perspective of, um, it's hard to find innocent things. Um, when, when thinking about, you know, a sleepover, it's like my mind always goes to what could happen could be awful. And my, you know, my kid's only right. two months old, just over. So right, right. we're not really getting into that yet, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's seriously affected me. All right. So let's continue on. So what happened after that? Yeah. So moving on from that, um, I got really addicted to porn because the internet had come out right about that time. Um, at least it did in my home. It might've been out a few years before that, but we got, finally got a computer. And so I discovered, you know, naked women on this computer and was hooked just immediately. And you're how uh, old about? Probably 10 or 11. I got hooked on porn. Um, I'd say before that though, um, maybe a year or months after I was molested, I remember just seeing simple things on TV, like TV shows, um, you know, people making out and, and um, girls taking off their shirts and getting in their bras or something like that. And, uh, and just becoming like strangely aroused and didn't know yeah. what I was feeling. And um, yeah, so just sexually, I was so screwed up from that point on. So yeah, porn was a big deal going through my teen years. And, uh, all this time we were, you know, church growing Christian or church going Christians. Um, I, I called myself a Christian the whole time I had said like the sinner's prayer when I was, you know, probably about five right around that time too with my mom. Um, did you tell your parents about the abuse molestation? Uh, no. Um, I, for some reason I thought that they knew, um, I had actually had a conversation with my dad and mom about it last year. Um, and told them what happened and said, did you know this happened? And they had no clue. Um, that must have been even really crazier strange. for you thinking that they knew and didn't do anything. That must have been something. Yeah, because I thought they just ignored it. You know, I thought they just, we don't know what to do with you, so we're just going to pray for the best or something, you know? So, I don't know. Yeah, so moving on from that, I mean, my teen years were just crazy with, um, my own sin sexually, like I mentioned, um, just friends around the neighborhood, friends that I grew up with. I mean, there was plenty of just sexual experiences of, you know, touching each other or watching porn together. And did you, in, do you feel, did you become the instigator of those things? Um, I start out trying to look at girls all the time, but, um, I didn't instigate those with my friends. Um, one thing I did instigate was actually touching my own sister and, you know, talking her into getting naked a few times because I wanted to see what a real woman looked like. Um, and that's just, I mean, easily the the biggest regret in my life that I had ever done that. I mean, I think it was on probably three occasions that I had her just get naked so I could see her. And one time that I actually um, just touched her body in, in a sexual way. Um, How old was she? Uh, she was probably about 
12, 13 at that time. Yeah. First, I want to say in all sincerity, I'm really sorry that this has been, you know, part of, well, obviously as Christians, we all know that God works blessings out of all this, but still sorry you went through that and sorry for the regret and all that stuff. I, I mean, I just can't imagine that. And I'm glad God's working in your life. Uh, what, what sort of reconciliation was necessary between you and your sister? What, what sort of conversations, what sort of healing had to take place with her? Because obviously being the recipient of that had to mess with her as well. Well, well and even before you answer that, uh, Chip, as well, is that like, did you feel any remorse at that moment? Or did you just think, oh, yeah, this, this is what you do. I just wanted to see a female body. I mean, was I guess you would, would you say you were a Christian at this time? Because you sound like you grew up in a Christian home as well. Yeah. Um, no, I'd say I wasn't a Christian, but I actively knew this is wrong. And I even, uh, now, now that I know what the Holy Spirit's like, he even broke through my life at that time and said, this is wrong. And, um, and I just felt like not necessarily only the condemnation that it was wrong, but also just the, the deep sense of this is something extremely perverted and God didn't make it this way. Um, and, you know, at the time, I wouldn't call myself a Christian because I didn't really know who Jesus was. I didn't know the real Jesus, the one who, you know, is in the Bible and actually rebuked people and loved people. It was more like Jesus loves everybody. And so he loves you, too. And it, that just felt empty to me. Um, yeah. All right. So how about Joey's question about your and your sister's relationship? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it still feels strained. Um, I had apologized for everything I had done, um, and told her specifically one time, um, probably a year after I had, I had, uh, touched her, um, that, uh, you know, it was completely wrong. I should have never done it. I really need your forgiveness. Um, and you know, I don't know if she felt the weight or gravity of that, but I mean, she said she forgave me. She, she doesn't, you know, as far as I can tell, she doesn't hold it against me, but, uh, really the weight of that sin really, really sucks to look back on her life because as she entered her teen years, she went, you know, off kind of off the wheels. Um, she was very difficult for my, for my parents and, um, we had actually adopted them. So she's not my biological sister. She's my cousin. Originally we adopted them when they were three, her and her brother. Um, so she, you know, she had parents who were into drugs and drinking. And so I think the generational sins got passed down. So she went into that deeply in her teen years and uh, got kicked out of the house and ran off and was homeless and just lives kind of a crazy life. To this um, day? To this day. Um, and do you feel responsible for that? I, I do feel some of the weight of that. Um, I, I do feel more condemned on that. I feel like that's more Satan saying you did this and you're so awful and it's never going to change. There's no hope for it. Um, not those words specifically, but that's just kind of the feeling that I get. Um, wow. And I, I mean, I can't, I can't deny that what happened and I can't say that, you know, me apologizing her is going to fix any of that. Uh, my only hope is that she would truly meet Jesus and that Jesus could help heal her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't, I can't. I can't really imagine the weight because it seems like to me one of the biggest temptations. If if I was you, one of the, my biggest temptations was to con- would be constantly to turn to guilt and self loathing. Maybe sometimes when those little thoughts. Come, I, I'm not saying it. You know, I'm sure you're at work sometimes or just in, and you can have joy and all that stuff. But I, I I could bet 
there's a quiet time here and there where it just creeps in and the temptation to just uh, not accept Jesus' forgiveness has to be so strong sometimes. Oh, sure. And that's, I mean, that that's kind of the biggest weapon against me when it comes to um, pornography and temptation nowadays. Um, I had uh, I had gone into what we called um, like a counseling group at church. Um, and I did it for myself because all of this stuff was still... I still felt the weight of this. This was a couple years ago when we first came to the same church Matt goes to. Um, and, uh, so we got involved with that. I had talked to a pastor after the service and said, you know, here's all my, here's all my stuff. I laid out pretty much what I've talked with you guys about and more in less than two minutes with this guy. And so it was just like a big weight. And, uh, and he was gracious and a little stoic. Um, I didn't know how to respond to that, but he, you know, had me get into this counseling group that we did at the church. And as I walked through that, uh, Jesus was really showing me a lot about himself. And you know, it was amazing how I came to that group to get rid of pornography because it was affecting my marriage. And instead of just taking that away from me, God really showed me the depths of why I do it in the first place. And, um, just kind of my own heart, um, why it, not necessarily why it chooses all the things it chooses, but really kind of the background of pornography is not the end all be all of your issue right now. It's a heart that is one angry with God because of the abuse done to me. And two, feeling that sense of condemnation and unworthiness, self-loathing that you mentioned, um, when, you know, I'm feeling like that sinner, um, who touched my own sister and helped ruin her life kind of thing. So, um, those two things were big. And the third thing that was revealed to me was that, um, what I wanted was my problem gone, not necessarily that Jesus would be my all. And that was huge for me. It was like, is Jesus your promised land? Is Jesus where you want to be? If you could have your problem wiped away and you could, you know, and then you could be without Jesus, would that be okay with you? And, you know, to be honest, I was like, well, yeah, but I'm a Christian and that's how I feel. How, you know, screwed up is my heart that I, I'm so selfish that either I am the, the best Christian in the world in my own mind or the worst sinner in the world. Um, and Jesus really isn't my, my true one God. I have all these other idols that I'm fulfilling and it's usually just self-seeking. So, um, so getting into that, I mean, I still sinned with pornography while I was doing those um, counseling meetings and the whole um, the whole quarter, as they called it. And, uh, you know, afterwards, we started having miscarriages. Did you relate the miscarriage as like some form of punishment? No, no. I mean, I knew in my mind that those things weren't connected. And I knew even in my heart that God wasn't punishing me for my previous sins, mm -hmm. but that he's like completely punished Jesus in my place. And Jesus has owned every single one of those sins. He even became the pervert that I was. He became, you know, that sick little boy touching his sister yeah. um, on that cross. He really did that for me. And so, I mean, God, the father looked at Jesus and said, you're a pervert and you deserve hell. And he poured out his wrath on Jesus. And that, I mean, brings me to tears of, of joy because, uh, because I don't deserve that at all. Um, I deserve yeah, that, that, to be punished that, and condemned. That somebody, God, the creator would love you so much that he would become the thing that you hate about yourself to get it rid yeah. of it. That, that's just, that's insane, man, that God would do that. That's just.
So uh, one thing, I mean, I just, man, when you said a couple minutes ago, it's just, it really just struck, struck me, man, was uh, just talking about sin. And as Christians, are we so focused on sin and getting rid of it that we'd rather just get rid of that than have Jesus? That is yeah. huge, man. I think we really do get that, that confusing. And I, and I think I've been there, man. In fact, I know I have where I was like, man, if I could just stop looking at pornography, if I could just stop, uh, you know, being rude, then I'm so glad you brought that up. And then, too, uh, I mean, without obviously being too graphic or anything like that, but uh, how has this, like, how were you able to bring this up to your wife? And is is sex, like, something really crazy, horrible, or difficult now with, I mean, just uh, within your marriage? I mean, what what is that like now after, you know, becoming a Christian and being renewed and stuff like that? Um. You know, while before I became a Christian and as I was living in sin, even with, uh, you know, girlfriends that I had through um, high school and college, um, we did sexual things, um, everything but sex. And then when I went to college, I had, you know, actual sex with my girlfriend, um, intercourse, everything. And um, actually with porn mixed in with all that and just kind of the self-loathing and everything, I actually at times was impotent and couldn't really even do sex it was, it was difficult. And I was, you know, there was a lot of reasons for that and, um, abuse and just all the craziness. Um, but really after God saved me and I broke up with that girl and started living a different life. Um, I mean, God's been blessing me every step of the way. I mean, he's blessed me so much. My marriage right now to answer your question is, um, is, is decent. I mean, we, uh, we have a good sex life. I mean, it's, it's never as much as, as I would like to have sex or anything like that. Um, I don't think we're unhealthy. I don't think that, uh, that it's really a difficult thing to do. Um, I think with the ongoing struggle of porn and confessing that to my wife, that is kind of a renewed, um, it just kind of renews some of the just sickness that sexual perversion you know, what sucks is that it's an ongoing forgiveness. It's yeah. especially with pornography and the betrayal of it. Jesus calls it adultery. And that's how serious it makes my wife feel. Um, she feels the weight of that adultery and betrayal while I feel more like, Oh, well, I need to confess and you know get rid of this. It's a serious thing. She feels something different. And, um, and so it's hard for her in a different way. Well, let so me jump kind of here to a, a little bit of a different topic. And at, when you zoom out and look at all this whole thing, why, where is the church on this? Where is the church you grew up in? And why, I mean, why till you're 25 years old for this stuff to come out and get dealt with? Yeah. So, I mean, I think some of that was just because of my parents not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other half is that we, I mean, every church we went to was, um, I mean, nobody got real with each other. Why not? Why don't, why didn't anybody do that? Like, I'm amazed that, that I know you and we've talked this out in a community group and church setting. It's astonishing when it happens. But my question is why, and why don't people want to deal with this stuff? I don't know. I mean, it's probably hard to, to, um, to see on certain people. I mean, I, I put on a good face at church. Does it mean we don't believe that Jesus can deal with this and have a redemptive story like, like you have? Does it, I mean, so we want to keep it hidden. We don't want to talk about it. Like th- Toby, I know you always talk about it in, you know, where your wife is from the way that things are so hidden there. That's what this reminds me of. It's just, there's tons of stuff, but 
talking about it. The only place anybody should talk about it is Christian community, and that's the number one place where it doesn't get talked about. Why is that? I actually think somebody uh, like Chip, if they were to bring this up uh, in a community situation in, in some of these uh, churches and, and small towns that like I grew up in, I think uh, the pushback there is nobody wants to hear it because it's going on with other people too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chip's not the only person that was molested. I mean, as we know, statistics show, I mean, something like maybe one in six to, to ten boys are molested. Uh, you know, yeah, and, and I mean, it's even uh, lower for girls, and, and I'm just like, or higher, I guess. But um, I just, I think that people are scared to really get out their sin because they are just condemned by guilt. They cannot, I, I know people, man, who serve and volunteer and give and pray and do all this stuff and are ju- cannot accept Jesus' forgiveness. They, In their mind, they are too far gone to accept Jesus' forgiveness, and they just pray just by the skin of their teeth that they can get into heaven. But here on earth, they cannot accept it as, hey, I am a sinner saved by grace. God, you just like just like Chip said, he became uh, molestation on, on the cross. He became uh, all the things that we think we that nobody could love us or forgive us for, and he loves us for those things. And I think people are scared to hear it because then, man, you're going to get outed. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. That's the craziest thing, and that's what bad Christian is about. There, everybody, not everybody, but tons and tons, maybe a majority of the people listening to this podcast and where they are, are are in groups where they meet with other Christians and stuff like that, and nobody talks about stuff like this. I promise you, in your small-town group that you meet with your Bible study, people in there have had abortions. People in there have been uh, raped. People in there have abused other people, have been abused. Those people that you know have done this stuff. It's there, and nobody's talking about it because everybody wants to just talk about they're trying to you know, drink less Mountain Dew and the prayer request about the house deal going through. This stuff is in your communities right now, and nobody wants to talk about it. And we need, I mean, people, more people like Chip need to, to be bold enough to, to do that. And you'll find other people in your groups uh, will maybe will pipe up too. But we believe Jesus deals with this stuff, right? Yeah, I'm, I mean. Yeah. So what are, what are you hiding it from? Well, the good People. thing like that, that I hear, too, is that, Chip, I, I mean, honestly, man, we just appreciate how open you are about this. I mean, it, 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 the crazy thing about sin is you're having to work through that still today. Like sin from even that was sinned against you from five years old or sin that you did, at, at, you know, at 10 or 15 or 25, even today, you know, you are working through that. It's not like all of a sudden you get saved and then everything's easy. Like we have consequences. We have things that we have to work through and Jesus is here to work through us. But I just really appreciate your honesty and openness because this is the only way we can defeat it. The you, only way yeah. we can defeat sin, Jesus brought light, and that is it. You have to bring it to the light, and then you have to let it stand the light for a long time to start whittling away at it, yeah. trying to get it out of your brain and out of your heart. And uh, You or have or to else. fight to, to build and make communities like that because everybody knows it's not easy or fun to talk about stuff like that. So you have to fight for it. You have to build it, and you may not have it where you are. You need to create it. It, can, it, it exists. Yeah, we got we got flack from uh, some of the sexual content in our blog posts from someone specific, and come to find out, there was a history of sexual abuse in this person's family, and that's why they didn't you want know? to have to read about it on the internet because it made it come up for them, and they didn't want to. They thought they had it squashed right. down. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, this is great. I really do appreciate how open and honest you are, Chip, and uh, we just. I mean, honestly, we, we did use an alias, but it's just because we want to protect uh, uh, where he's at because, uh, honestly, a lot of people would potentially just take the, the total negative route and kind of 
totally miss all the amazing things that Jesus is doing in your life. Yeah, and the fact that we're using a different name for you doesn't signify that you don't own up to this personally and to a lot of people, but just because nobody would know who you are, like in a sense anyway, there's no need in p- people stumbling across this. And this now we can promote the podcast in a way openly without having to worry about, you know, making your employer find out something weird about you or something like that. So. I hope that yeah. makes sense. So, Chip, thanks, you, for, you thanks, do, uh, Chip, thanks for disguising your voice through the whole thing, too. Yeah, <laughs> Chip, <laughs> yeah you're welcome. We should have done one of those. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. I am Chip. <laughs> I got a smoker voice that we could use. <laughs> uh, so, Chip, you're big on counseling and stuff like this, too. You've received some training and actually help other people through stuff like this now? Yes, I do. Yeah, so... Um, after my own counseling journey with the, um, with the church I've been going to, we, uh, um, I got called into maybe becoming an apprentice and, um, seeing what that would be like to be a leader of those groups. And so, um, yeah, I was like, absolutely. I feel led by the spirit to do this. I would, I mean, I love to be in a, be able to, um, speak into the guy's lives that were in my group. And so, you know, as if I could be any sort of help, if my story can help anybody to see that Jesus loves wicked, awful people like me, then, um, yeah, I mean, I want to promote that. I want to share that. I want to boast in my weaknesses, as Paul says, so that Jesus can show his strength. Um, so yeah, I do counseling, um, nowadays. And I mean, that's my primary way. Um, is being a part of those groups and speaking into people's lives. And there's been really cool stuff. I mean, the Holy Spirit really does reveal certain things um, when you're praying and asking to help somebody. And I mean, God lets us be a part of his work. And so I've had um, a few occasions where God has told me very specific things about people. Chip, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to end you there. We're about out of time on this. And you know what? The, the, my big takeaway from this is I, what I want people to really understand is this is what's going on. These are the kinds of things that are going on, and that's why it gets so frustrating when people want to get hung up on a cuss word or a uh, a, a theological stance on a particular issue. Am I in or am I out with of sync with these guys because of this or that or whatever? This is this is what Christianity is is about. This is what Jesus deals with, helps with, and and works in. It's not about people getting the right score on a theological scorecard or being on the right team of of just just stupid stuff so that's why if you meet enough people and see the world enough and and encounter enough honesty that stuff doesn't matter as much yeah yeah and i would even say that you know i think as you're encouraging us like we as christians especially need to be the people who step up and lead in that honesty yeah and proclaim those awful things of hurt and weakness because the Bible clearly says that in James, like if we confess our sins to one another, that we'll be healed. I think that also goes for, you know, weeping with those who weep and just practically Jesus loved the people who nobody else loved. And, and sometimes those can be even Christians sitting in, you know, Sunday services who don't let other people know them. Mm-hmm. They're the yeah, people the most, who are lost in their own emotional ways. Yep. And the most, visible thing that it all goes back to is the cross and how horrifying it was physically spiritually what was going on and to top it off it was a perfect god man you know and so that is a demonstration that's a presentation of sin and yet like you guys are saying christians are the most private and hush hush and 
Yeah. It's yep, it's pathetic. Anyway. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's not how it's supposed to be. So thank you, Chip, for, you know, your very transparent view of yourself. I think it's a gift that God's given you to be able to look at yourself that objectively and talk about it that clearly. We really appreciate it. And I think it'll benefit our listeners. If it, if anything he says triggers you, uh, email us, tell us a story, uh, tell other people. Don't keep it to yourself. Yep. Thanks, Chip, yep. so much. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. And that was Chip. Uh, what's Chip's last name, Joey? Uh, I don't know. You made up the name. Uh, it's Chip. Oh, Bridgewater. Chip Bridgewater. It's yep. Chip. Bridgeway or Bridgewater? It's Bridgeway. And that was Chip Bridgeway, ladies and gentlemen. I feel a little bit bad having clapping after, after such a serious, you know, interview, but we appreciate Chip Bridgeway and his contribution to the podcast. It suits, though, the fact that he was willing to open up like that and tell those stories. I mean, my, So we applaud guess, those that open up and tell their stories. Well, think about how this specifically helps people to really think twice when they put their kids in certain situations. I mean, I mean, it's just uh, I was talking to Toby the other day about how I was considering having a policy where my daughters, they don't go over to people's houses that have older brothers and nothing, not making any judgment calls, but just making a general rule. You don't go over to someone's house with an older, an older brother. Yeah, but there's more scenarios than you'll ever be able to come up with. And also, I don't want this to the main takeaway to be so protect your kids. I think the biggest takeaway is that you need to be honest about you and your sin and that's what christians and community needs to do but i do agree like i have no clue what was the line of like how protective or silly i would sound being protective of georgia well i think what joey's saying is this whole story of chip is based upon it started at a very young age where he had sex thrust upon him he was molested yeah Um, so do you think that no matter what if that happens to you at early age then no matter what it's going to be bad no matter what, I don't it's think, unavoidable, yeah, I, and that that one thing was to blame for all of Chip's it, sin and all, all the way through. In some way, yes, I, I do believe uh, it might not always be where you end up molesting another a family member or going off the rails. Well, but Chip on seems some to be l- pretty clear that he identifies his sin as his own. He doesn't blame the uh, his abuser for it. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, of course it's his own. I mean, he, he did that, but I'm just saying with that happening into his in his life. That is what influenced him to potentially mm-hmm. move on to, to sexual uh, experimentation with neighbors and then eventually family members and stuff like that. I mean, that definitely had a hand in that. Because you know you can always blame somebody else for your sin, right? Like, you can always come up with a reason. Like, this is a fallen world. Everybody else did this, and that's why I did this. So that's kind of a weird game to play. No, but I'm just saying, when you're five years old and you're not expecting sex and then all of a sudden it's yeah. thrust upon you, the knowledge of that, what do you do with it? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it, I mean, on a certain level, I mean, I think he would even have said this. He was like, well, I'll try that again. I'll, I mean, on it felt good. I mean, sex, I mean, we all three agree that sex feels good. Yeah, for sure, right? That must right? be the really so, confusing part about it. So even though it was it was thrust upon him and uh, he was molested and, and he didn't choose that, uh, part of it had to feel kind of good, sexually arousing, so... How do you do? How do you handle that at that young of an age? You, I, don't, I just don't think you can. Well, I think probably even pornography, the you know exposure age of that now is so low that I'm sure that's to a lesser degree than actual physical abuse. But that's got to be pretty significant as well. Uh, well, I mean, it's we're kind of down right now. 
right? Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, we're not, I'm down. So, I mean, you know, sometimes life's a downer. Maybe we should just end the podcast here and just that's no, it. No, no, wait, wait, wait. Maybe we should you stop know, doing the podcast. Is that what you... I know on. where you're going with this. The podcast ends here. We never do another no, episode. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's, that's not what I'm saying, Matt. You know no, what I, I think, think so. we'll bring... just Maybe we can shut down the whole website. Bad Christian's over now because we're down. I... Yeah, no. that's what I'm thinking. No, 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 you don't stop. You keep fighting. You keep going through. That's the that's the theme of oh. this podcast is that you just keep going. When times get tough, you just pull up your bootstraps and you just keep I going. I'm so you know glad what? to hear you say that because I seriously was just about to throw in the towel and tie You were going to pull the plug, I, I know. I the, the f***ing plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what, though? You know what I think will really encourage us right now? I couldn't. I have no clue what you're about to say how about a little news Woo! let's do it good evening good evening no. my name is toby morell and you're listening to hey, news to- toby, toby there's, a, there's a, to a sorry there's something wrong toby. with the we might have to edit there's something there's wrong an with echo, the, there's an echo there's an echo man what's the echo there's an echo it's, it's in my there's headphones what is it is it on your end is it the you have the your input hooked up wrong toby I have an echo on this end. You, you, Joey, do you hear the echo? Joey, is that you being the echo? Are you echoing everything we're saying? Yes, but it was a special effect. I mean, have you? That is not special. Why not? You hear people sing sometimes and they have like an echo. Do you realize how bad you hurt me every time you do this? I'm trying to have a role in the news and echoes are cool. Why can't I have the news? It's mine. Why it's don't news you do your echo me. then? Do an echo. That was a great hey, idea. Toby, this is my fault. I had a conversation with Joey last week where I called him after about him distracting, and I asked him could he, I use the word reinforce your news segment instead of distract from That's exactly from it. what I did. I repeated everything he said. Yeah, so I, he misunderstood what, it, I might take the fault on that. I asked him to reinforce you as opposed to distract, but he took that a little literally and literally echoed everything you said. Sorry, my fault on that one. Let's do some news. <coughs> The only thing that gets me through my news is my news. <laughs> if it wasn't I, know that. News, I don't even know what, what about Jesus. All right, what's the first news story? First news story that this helps me get through Joey. Boy born with seven inch tail and he's worshipped as a god. <laughs> seven inch tail? Yes. Where? What country? Well, can I say my news? Why do you what assume you... it's not in the USA, Joey? Yeah, what what kind of racist are you? <laughs> you... <laughs> A boy with a seven-inch tail is considering having it removed. I don't know why. Despite being worshipped as a god, Arshid Allah Khan, he was, who is thirteen. <laughs> Joey's blowing a woofer over there. Joey, where do you think Arshid Allah Khan is from? Not America. Come on. He is, He's from Phoenix, Sumter, South Carolina. <laughs> Sumter. <laughs> may lose the growth even though it made him a divine symbol in the state of Punjab, India. I see. Are so you happy, a, Joey? It's just, are you happy you were right? I knew it wasn't in America. Yeah, way to make fun of this kid. The teen who is bound to a wheelchair has been hailed by locals as an incarnation of the Hindu monkey god. I hope I say this right. Hanuman. Hanuman. I'm pretty sure you didn't say it right. I don't know how it's said, but I'm sure (laughs) whatever way you chose cannot be right. (laughs) But they refer to him as Balaja. Balaji. Uh, I really am butchering this. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not trying to make fun of this Hindu God. He said that this tale has been given to me by God. I am worshipped because I pray to God and the wishes of the people come true. I feel neither good or bad about having a tale. 
So yeah, uh, and they show a picture of it, which our listeners and you guys can't see, but it's quite long and uh, kind of impressive. <laughs> you want to look? At it? Oh my I mean, gosh! I mean, it's seven inches. It's quite impressive. Very good. So, uh, if you want to check out the picture, you can go to www.mirror.co.uk. Sounds kind of crazy. Very good. And then like. Boy born with, I believe they just type in boy born with seven inch tail and worshiped. That'll come, he'll come up. I say we move on from the tail story. Well, hey, yeah, once you decide on our <laughs> All right, news, Joey, what's next then? Don't want something funny or more serious? Um, serious. I want it to be serious. Okay. California this, this man helping a pastor with baptism was swept out the sea. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? This is awful. I didn't want to laugh at it. It's terrible. They're trying to do a beach baptism, and the kidding. second guy got taken. Did he die? <laughs> yes. Oh, man. <laughs> He's gone. I was really happy laughing about that because that He's was awesome. But I didn't want him to be dead. It is awful. I thought you were kidding. No, I'm not kidding. So this is not a funny no, story. No, it's not a funny story. Is it, is it sad? I'm feeling kind of bad about laughing about it, but, you know, sorry, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to do. Honestly, I feel just miserable because I, I don't want to laugh, but it, it just kind of caught me off guard because I don't know what. <laughs> Joey's moving the microphone from – He's moving. He's removing the microphone from his mouth, and he's laughing right so now. Joey, put the microphone back. If you're gonna laugh, you do it on. Yeah, microphone, so he looks like the asshole. hero. He looks like the hero. Put it. Put your microphone back on your mouth. He's really laughing really hard. <laughs> Matt, this sucks. Everybody's gonna say that we're the jerks, and Joey. Oh man, Joey understands because he's a pastor, and he's really giggling hard. <laughs> put it's the microphone back, Joey. Put the microphone back, Joey. It just sucks, Joey. <laughs> Joey, what do you think about this? Joey, Joey, answer what, the question. How do you feel what do you, about What it? do you think about this? Joey! <laughs> Joey, how about it? What's your take on the story? Answer, answer the damn question. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, how do you feel about this story? Answer the question, Joey. It is, it's awful. Why are you laughing then? Like I really do. Yeah, why are you because laughing? I just cannot believe this. Like, can you imagine? Like Toby and I are doing an ocean baptism <laughs> this Sunday. I hope Toby returns. <laughs> I hope we're we doing both an make ocean it. Baptism. Like, what kind of ocean? How far what back can, did they go? I know, Oh, there's a part of me that doesn't feel bad for laughing because this dude is chilling in heaven and he thinks it's funny. He does. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. But the, yeah, he thinks it's funny. Uh, but I guess. but as, I, I I will say with my mouth that it is awful. In my heart, it's super awful. But I just can't get that visual out of my head. I cannot believe that. All right, let's try and take I mean, a more terrible. let's try and take a more serious approach to the next story. Go ahead, Toby. More respect. Let's All show right. a little more respect uh, here. Let's move forward. You know how guys like to get together and kind of toss the the old football, the old pigskin around? Yep. Yeah. Well, on abcnews.com, a man tried to toss a drugs-filled football into a prison. <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all think? Just from the title, what do you think the story's going to be about? There, A guy went to the prison and threw a football 
like a, 50 yards and let, tried to land it in the prison yards <laughs> and it was full of cocaine? Uh, pretty close here, Matt. Michigan authorities, this is from AP, which obviously, as Joey absolute knows, is absolutepunk.com. Punk. <laughs> Michigan authorities say a man tried to throw a football loaded with drugs and cell phones <laughs> and into cell the yard phones. of a state prison. <laughs> yeah. State trooper Toby Baker, hell yeah, says Sunday's throw uh, in Jackson fell short with the football landing in between two fences, not in the yard where prisoners exercise. Well, it's got to be so, harder uh, to throw a football loaded with stuff. It probably doesn't have the same... You know, spiral. Yeah. The the football contained heroin, marijuana, tobacco, three cell phones, and the chargers. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 22-year-old 20, Kristen D. Moore was arraigned Tuesday in Jackson District Court on contraband charges and ordered, and he was ordered to be jailed on a $50,000 bond because of what he All right, here's my take on that. So, I don't believe that's an isolated incident. I think they've kind of failed at this attempt, but I, I can almost guarantee you that such an approach has worked in the past. I guarantee you they've done that before with either something smaller like a, a hollow baseball. And then think about it. If you could drop something from, uh, let's say, maybe even a plane or launch something from really far away and land in the prison yard, there's no way the guards, there's no air, you know, fences way up in the air. There's no way the guards would catch it. I bet you that's an actual legitimate technique that people use to launch stuff into prison yards. Only he just failed at this one because it was too heavy. I think you're probably right. Yeah, I think that makes sense. So he just didn't quite have the arm strength to make it happen. He just overloaded the football. So pretty good. Good call. Joey, you have anything you want to say? No, I don't really like this story. I don't really like this uh, news section today. Why? Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's just not. Well, you were you were really entertained a little bit ago. I yeah, mean, you now I feel bad about myself. I mean, I didn't make you laugh. I just reported. I just report the news. Yeah, and all I'm saying is now I feel bad about myself. So thanks a lot. You should. You're a disgusting jerk. All right, let's do another one. Um, here's a subject that we talked about uh, a few podcasts ago. Uh, it's about Derek Webb. Oh, you know what? If this if this gets Toby super angry, that probably could cheer Joey up. Tell us the story. Nothing's going to cheer Joey up. Uh, Derek Webb, Sandra McCracken's divorce announcement rocks Christian music community. So this is an article about it. And basically, I'm not going to go. It's a very long article, but basically what hey, it's can saying. Can you, um, I guess, clue me in on how big Derek Webb is? So Derek Webb, just if people don't know, Derek Webb was in Cademan's Call, which is a huge band. Then he became a big solo artist. Then he married another Christian star. Then he kind of has been one of the pioneers of living room touring. He's one of the first people to do that and uh, make that a big thing. And he, and started, he created Noise yeah, Trade. And he started Noise Trade, which is a place where people can give away. It's kind of a similar to Bandcamp. It's really, really large uh, music giveaway and sales uh, website. So that's who Derek Webb is, in case you're not familiar. So go ahead. Yeah, so basically this article, I'm just going to paraphrase kind of, but uh, they're saying that this, uh, the it's alleged, but it's pretty, uh, it's really alleged that it's there was an extramarital alleged. affair. It's strongly ale alleged, so, and it apparently led to the breakup. So does that not, you know, kind of in some ways vindicate Toby's rant about it and busted cold as ice to the people that were upset about it? No, I don't think so, because I think people were upset that uh, Toby would speak negatively about this guy. I don't. Wait think a minute. So you're saying it, people yeah. get upset if somebody speaks negatively of somebody who cheats on his wife and then they get divorced. You can't call that into question. In yes. fact, you have to protect that so much that you can't even say that that happened. That's what people are mad about? Yes. Okay. Got it. 
Loud and clear. This article. Good job. This article says those who those who know the couple say Webb was involved with another woman, according to court documents related to the other woman's pending divorce. The two were involved as early as last August, just as his latest album, I Was Wrong, I'm Sorry, and I Love You, was released. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Hey, you know what? Don't judge. He said, what he's interested in sharing publicly, he's shared, and he's committed to the protection of his family. How can you be committed to the protection <laughs> of your family? There's the trigger. There's the trigger. <laughs> if you're cheating on your wife. Nice commitment to protection. You're not committed. <laughs> yeah. If that's committed commitment to your family, I don't understand commitment. The word commitment, I don't understand it. If you're committed to the protection of your family, which I'm assuming maybe they have kids and maybe as wife, obviously as a wife, but I mean, maybe they have kids and extended family and stuff, but I just, I just don't understand. I mean, seriously, this guy's writing a, a record while he's cheating on his wife about how much uh, commitment means. I mean, how much commitment in marriage means. And it, so he's selling you basically this idea and he's full of shit and he can't even say it. At least come out and go, you know what? I'm full of shit. <laughs> I'm not the hero. I'm not the guy you look to. I need Jesus. I really, I make tons of mistakes yeah. and maybe he would say that, but that no article I see says that all the articles I see are, I want to protect my family. I'm committed to protecting my family. And or I just respect I, his privacy. I just the one before that bothered you so much. I'm not questioning if he's a nice guy. If we went out and had coffee, he would be engaging and fun and super smart and and a wonderful person. But he is hiding a huge section of his life. And You're saying that it bugs you that he currently is still trying to hide it more. That's what's bothering you, right? Yes. Like, as of this time, now this totally everybody knows what's going on, and he's still trying to just be protective and careful and hiding it. That's what bothers you. Well, it, it's just it just bothers me because I feel like the Christian music industry in general tries to portray this image of we are good and we are right and this is who we are and and then these things come out and then they just clam up and you don't that's all I'm going to say about it. Everything that I've wanted to say, I've said publicly and that's it. Okay, well cool. So what? That that means absolutely nothing. It means absolutely nothing. You want to tell people what marriage is like. I mean, before you get caught cheating on your wife, you want to tell people how much commitment to your wife means and that marriage is awesome, and that it was intended by God, and that it is a wonderful, beautiful thing that is sacred and holy, and it gets you through the day and all this stuff. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. I cheated on my wife. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. That's just, isn't that messed up? Yeah, it definitely and, is. And it's okay. What I'm saying is it is okay. It's messed up. I am telling you, I'm probably a worse sinner than Derek Webb. He's not. Uh, he's not a uh, the worst person in the world. That's not what I'm saying. But I just hate that people just can't be honest. I think that's the weakest part of being a Christian or all of Christianity today is that we don't say, "Yeah, man, gosh, I'm not the hero. I'm really messed up. Look what I did." I hear you, man. I'm. I agree about that. And Derek. We're sorry. We're not trying to just bust you. You make a good example out of stuff that we do wrong. But, you know, what can you do? Yeah, he said he doesn't want to be known as a Christian musician, but just a musician that is happens to be a Christian. <laughs> and like, oh, you know what? Okay, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. I mean, it's all these days. It literally is about what you say. And I know 
you have to be politically correct, and people are pissed off right now. Hey, listening t- to time this. out for time out, time out, Matt. Um, so, hey, Toby, do you mind taking your headphones off just for a second, man? Just take a little break. Seriously, if you could step outside for one second, I need to talk to Matt. All right. Okay. Thank you, man. I really appreciate yeah, uh, appreciate your cooperation. What's What's up, John? Um, okay, Matt. I've had to come very close to firing Toby like three times at church. At church. Um, yes, there's one time when they were having rehearsal and the drummer couldn't keep the the uh, consistent tempo, uh-huh. and he basically threw his guitar on the ground. And there were already people kind of sitting there. Yep. Uh, yeah, waiting. Do that There's another time before. when he um, basically stopped a song during worship to tell a girl that. No, hold on. He basically told a girl that she was singing off key and asked her to leave. Yeah. No. This yeah. During I, I worship, mean, none of that's a surprise to me. I, All right. He, so basically, I, I've, I have to figure out how to take care of my friend, and so I actually. <sighs> Sorry, bad Christian fans. You're gonna think we're satanic and everything, but I took him to a hypnotist and I said, "Hey, uh, doctor, whoever, scientist, uh, please help us out here. I need to figure out something to uh, take Toby's anger away uh, at the drop of a hat." And so he actually said, "Okay, well, just pick whatever sound, and I'll I'll make it happen." So I'm not gonna go into all the details of how I made it happen, but Toby's favorite actor, Chris Farley. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, uh, give me three seconds here, and uh, okay, there it is, right there. The sound. Well, freaking yep. <laughs> Oh yeah, I love that clip. Okay, hey Toby, come back in here. So real quick, as as he's coming back in here, whenever I play that, his meanness disappears. What is nice? Not only does it disappear, but he turns nice. Oh my gosh, this is. But be uh, I've done huge. it about two times, but Matt, you haven't heard it yet. So hey, uh, Toby. Okay, he's got his. Hey. Um, so, um, so, so you're you're Derek, just pretty kind of weird. So, I, I mean, it's kind of so weird that you would like be such an asshole and make me leave. No, no, no. no, I, no he's I, not I mean, an are you and Matt closer? For, no, hey, Matt, can you shut the hell up for five seconds. T- t- no, Toby, it's nothing. You against asked, you just t- Joey and I had something to talk about. It's not. It's nothing bad. Okay, you know, no, we're, we're doing that. Know. We're doing a damn podcast here. Look, I, I don't. <clears> I don't. <throat> Matt, Matt, first. Well, So, Toby, what do you think about this uh, Derek Webb thing? It's crazy. He has a different look uh, on his face. Honestly, man, I just want to give the guy some privacy. The times that he's been having have <laughs> had to have been hard. Matt, shut up. I'm sorry. Matt, yeah, I'm listening. I'm uh, listening. I just feel for the guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just yeah, think, totally. uh, man, how, how, tough, how tough is it to potentially be losing your family right now? All right, check this out, Matt. You know so, what I mean? um, I, I don't know. I totally disagree with you, Toby. Hey, Respect hey, my hey, privacy. Hey, whoa, whoa, Respect hey, my j- privacy, man. Oh, so he wants to develop fame his whole freaking life, but then when you know when trouble comes because of his own doing. Hey, respect my privacy, please. Hey, just, just stand, get away. Hey, Joey. And I just want he to tell you wrote something. this album while he was having an. Joey, affair. I just want to tell you something, man. Honestly, I just really appreciate your friendship. Uh, you. Challenge me to be better. You are wow. wonderful. That's powerful. You are handsome. It's powerful. Kind, forgiving. Uh, I just, I just, honestly, man, I love you. Cool. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, Joey, is it work the other way around? Uh, is, is it Matt? What? Can you hear me? Yeah, it's I hear you, Toby. Sound effects. Are you Matt? Are you religious? It is a different. What sound do you mean? Effects, and I'm gonna push it. I'm gonna push it in. Well, seconds. you're the answer to all my prayers, buddy. What? Thank you. You, uh, I, I just want to tell you, man, that. Uh, you mother f- 
<laughs> what the f- is happening? Tell me that Derek f- can get away. Oh my god! Shit. <laughs> f- no, so, hey, t- calm down. I'm calm down. sick of this. Calm down. <laughs> Slow your roll. Hey, you gotta calm down, buddy. I- Slow your roll. <laughs> well, Lordy, freaking god. I tell you what, I tell you what, guys. I, I'm not a photographer, Let, hey, let's but I can on. picture us together forever. You guys, honestly, you you guys are my best friends. Well, hey, you guys, I'll, you guys say things to me that challenge me, make me better. Well, let me say this, Toby. How do you feel about me? Because I think Derek Webb. Um, I'm just going to say this: he's a horrible person. Um, he has completely. Uh, demonstrated hypocrisy to Joey. I want to honor your journey. I want to honor your journey, my friend. But I just want to tell you, man, sometimes people go through things and we don't know where they're at in life. They are in places that I, that I, uh, have not been, that you have not been. And I want to, and I want to tell you what you, my friend, uh, care more. Your heart is so big that it encompasses all of Charleston, South Carolina. Toby, I appreciate your I appreciate your uh, tone tonight. This has been really good. I'm thrilled to hear you. Well, Matt, Matt, you know why my tone is so good because of people like you, my friend. Yeah, I mean, you make me happy. Can I say that? I'm getting a little silly here. I think just because the joy that I hear from Matt's voice sometimes. Yeah, because we don't get to be in the same room. We don't get to be in the same room to this podcast. Toby, do you ever feel like? uh, Do you ever feel that there's times when you're just completely irate and just off the wall, emotionally charged and angry? And then all of a sudden you just flip into kind of like an easy mood or do you feel like you're just always complimentary, encouraging and just a happy person? Hey, I tell you what, man, if I am, I'm sorry. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm just sometimes I feel like a big old goofball that's just out here bouncing around, just trying to have fun. And I don't know if I get everything right. I don't know if I do. I'm going to be honest with you. Do I get everything right? I don't think so. But I tell you what, with friends like you guys. With 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 being able to do things like this, with working with with bad Christian, I want to call it good Christian myself because this is this awesome. I love it. Hey, will you go get a cup of coffee? Yeah, I'll go get you a cup of coffee because I love you. What are okay. you? Two creams? And some, uh, yeah, one two sugar? Creams, three sugars. Three sugars. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, buddy. I'm gonna get out of here. Love you guys. Hey, uh, man, Joey. Hold that, on. Hold that's one incredible. Second. One second. Okay. That ahead. that I cannot believe you got the guy to do that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That's just that's crazy. Are, I mean, are you gonna just do you leave him in that mode or what? Well, well, first of all, um, I, I I actually played the wrong sound effects. That sound effects, the the second one, uh, like the buzzer going off, that actually takes him to a deeper level of anger. That's oh, okay. why he went off and said the f word about twenty times. So uh, I, I I'm not gonna play any of the sound effects right now, but there's there's basically a third sound effects that just brings him back to normal. So yes, I do think it's boring, but I also think for the sake of this podcast, sometimes we're gonna to need be that able for to sure. Our, it's definitely gonna help us exactly. when it gets crazy. I'm sure that's really exactly. a useful tool at church. So like if they like I mean, good gosh, what if we ever have Derek Webb as a podcast guest? Oh yeah, we could just put Toby into night into the nice right. mode. It would be in good shape. Okay. All right, let's leave him in nice here. mode and just get out of here, okay? Because I got to go. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Toby, you want to wrap us up? And nice, <laughs> uh, I mean, you want to wrap us up? Yeah, Joey, here's your coffee, man. I hope you love it. Thank you. Yeah. Do you want to say anything to all of our listeners? Do you want to have it say anything like you normally do about Joey's looks or anything like that before we go? 
Here's the thing I think about Joey's looks. Here we go. I can't look away. I cannot look away. The guy is handsome as you can get. <laughs> I love this guy's look. His clothing, his face, hey, his hat, his I shoes. Just... Oh, really, Joey? <laughs> you. <laughs> 